Uh oh, we back. Follow the leader. Is back here. Leader Johnson, your host with the most. So you know you definitely gotta have a toast. We got some Villanova stuff to talk about. We got some NBA draft stuff to talk about. We got so much to talk about here on Follow the Leader. What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Joe Host with the most. So have a told you to Johnson. We are here at the Follow Leader Sports Podcast. Feeling over is hype, man. There's a lot of good things about Villanova just all around, but we're going to start with Villanova on this podcast. Um, let's get to it. Now, we're talking, looking at what they did, playing DePaul 84 to 48. Jesus. I mean, I mean, DePaul is 2-9, and nine, so they did what they were supposed to do. Didn't give you no room for, oh, second guessing. Villanova's ready right now. I think um, they're not at their best point. But they're ready to definitely chop up who they're supposed to beat. And then they're tough against big teams like Creighton. I mean, play UNC this year. So they, they've been one of those teams. But you've also seen teams like Drexel that might get them, get you second, second, you know, for second guessing. But it is hard to win in college basketball. So you cannot sit there and go at a program like Nova over a loss like that. Drexel's a good team. Nova's a good team. Nova's still still learning how to get to that point. So you can't just give them all the pressure. I mean, guys like Eric Dixon becoming natural leaders, wait till Justin Moore comes back. The way this team is playing now, wait till Justin Moore comes back. Um, what I wanted to point out in this game, this game here, um, going against DePaul, Key players that really let you know where they are at. Mark Armstrong's really been growing. Nobody's paying attention. He's been growing with each game. And the game against Creighton, you saw him grow in that game. And in this game right here, you're seeing things he's able to do. Getting more and more comfortable with the playmakers. Um, he was three for six. Okay, he had three-pointer. Went to the line twice. Was uh, Hit both his shots. I mean... Armstrong had a very strong game. Nine points, three rebounds, three assists. Strong game. Strong game. I mean, you get the three turnovers. But what he does on the floor, you're starting to see he's a big jail on this team. He's a true point guard. And when he's able to penetrate and make the people come to him and be one of those guys, it really makes this team real good. Um, so I really like that part. Then you get Tyler Burton, especially being a rebounder. Tyler Burton is getting better and better with each game. I mean, you see it, nine rebounds. He's had a double-double this year. Eight points, nine rebounds. He's going to be a guy you're going to see in the G League that's going to really get up and get an NBA contract. He's going to be a, a dominant player. I mean, he's a guy that can get to that point of first-round pick. But right now, he's G League, you know. But he's a real good player. Uh, Eric Dixon is getting that first round notice, man, because he can shoot the three real good. He can get to the line. 
and he's inside outside. I mean, he's a guy, he's like the ultimate front court player that you want. And he's worked hard on his body. He's more quick, he's quicker, more athletic, um, tough inside, rebounder. Eric Dixon's really, really gonna be a guy that people are gonna look at the draft like in the late first round right now, early second, late first round. But he's just looking like that because he's six seven. He shoot the three. Um, you look at guys like TJ Bamba. Now Another eight rebounds. Like, he's a guy who proved to be a great signing, like, even better. He's a guy, when he gets out on that floor, he can score at will on you. I mean, this is another guy, him and Burton, both almost had double-doubles this game. Yeah, 11 points and eight rebounds. Um, Bomber. Then Bomber had four assists. Great game. Two for four from the three-point line. Lagino had eight points. Came in, he does his thing, hit two three-pointers. Um, this is a good five right there, good five. Then you look at Noku. Noku had four points, two rebounds. I mean, four rebounds, excuse me. Excuse me, six rebounds, excuse me. He had four defensive rebounds, two offensive. One thing about that, that's 11 minutes. You put a guy like that at 6'10", 250, you need their size to be effective. And the crazy thing is both of them were effective today. Lance Ware had six points, two rebounds, got a block shot, went to the line two, twice, two for two from the field. If you – and that's ten – listen, it's ten points from two front court players, eight rebounds. Like you're getting – it's big thing. It's such a big matter there when you got your length and the size and the strength to be able to compete with anybody in the nation. You need to be able to compete with their size. Then you look at uh, Brandon Housen having six points. I mean, I just still think he's the best three-point shooter in the Big East. You just have to let him play, let him be Housen, and listen, that's big. And then 20 points for Hart off the bench in 20 minutes. Two for two from the free throw line. Four for four from the three-point line. Seven for ten from the field. Two assists. Four rebounds. I mean, he's really been the one guy. Out of everybody, you know, there's been a lot of improvements. A lot of guys starting to show up big time. But Hart really, like I always said, the most all-around player on the team. He's like a baby Josh Hart. I mean, he can really, really play. Um, Can um, handle the ball. Uh, Rebounds, block shots, hit from the three. I mean, he was sawing everything against the pole. He was their worst nightmare. All 20 minutes. Just a big time effort from Villanova. Uh, just off the bench, you're looking at 30, uh, 36 points off the bench. Off the bench. That's crazy. So it's it's a big, big effort for Villanova. Um, they were able to show their depth and what they do have and what we knew they had. You know, guys just had to show up. It was good for them to show. I know Lance Ware having a game like that is good for them and no cool just to be able to get time and play. And basically the bench, it was the bench. I mean, that's to beat them, the bench. Look at it, the bench, 20 minutes from Hart, 22 from Housing, 11 from no cool, 9 from Ware. I mean, the, the bench got just as much minutes or just as much valuable impact minutes as the starters did. 
definitely show Villanova was able to show what they're made of. So you look at um also looking at the Villanova women. The Villanova women's is seven, swimming team is seven and five. They beat um LaSalle. And I personally know um LaSalle has a a, a player named Nicole Melius and she's a freshman and she is a big time freshman. Uh she only had six points this game. Um but she is something uh, somebody to watch out for. I seen her come up from high school, watched her, uh, know her father. Um, she is a big time player, impact player. You know, ten point seven points a game this year. Um, a total impact player so far this year. So, um, playing a good Villanova team. We look at that team seven and five right now. You look at the men's team nine and four. So it's two big. I see both of them in the tournament. That's balance right there between the women's and men's basketball team. Um, looking at Villanova, Lucy Olsen, definitely good to look at this team. 74 to 60, they beat LaSalle. Let's kind of look at this team top to bottom. They're able to give people minutes like a Abigail Jajidi, you know, 15 minutes. She plays good defense, had two points in that game. Uh, Kaitlyn Orahill had five points, 23 minutes. Able to get people minutes. You know, Maddie Weber, you know, she didn't get many points, but she didn't get no points, but she usually impacts. Brent McCurry is starting to impact. Three points, two uh, rebounds, one steal. She's starting to impact, had eight minutes. Brent McCurry is a good freshman that Coach Dillon has. Looking at the starting five, Christina Dawes, 13-11. Let's talk about this girl. From that class, they had uh, Jones, had Olsen. I mean, that was a great – Orahel, that was a great class that Dylan got. I mean, real talented. Right now, she's averaging 10.5 points, 11.2 rebounds. One point, and, you know, she's she's the type of player on both sides of the floor that's going to impact. And when she – 1.9 blocks, I said, man, she's going to be in the WNBA. I said when she started impacting, this team is going to turn different, turn a different leaf. She is one of those players in the Big East you have to see when you play a team. I mean, when you see Christina Dawes, when you see Villanova, you got to see Christina Dawes. It's no question. But in the Big East, you ain't a power forward or a front court player until you played her. She's one of the, you know, that's on both ends of the floor. Shooting 44% from the field. She's just going to get better and better. Better and better. This is her junior year. So let's think next year she's going to be even more of a beast. You know, so we're looking at Zaniah Jones. Now, she's starting to get more and more and better as the season goes on. Like, you're going to see more of her impact. You're starting to see the type of um, point guard she really is. I mean, it wasn't like she wasn't giving it to you. Since she got her opportunity, she knew when to come in. Now she's starting to attack you. <laughs> Eight points. Three rebounds, three steals. Zanai Jones is going to start showing a lot. Like, she does the little things, stuff that's not on the stat sheet that helps this team go over the edge. This team just has to get better in chemistry, playing together. So all the talent is there. Um, Bella Ryan, 11 points, seven assists, nine rebounds. She's just an all-around player. She's something different. Bella Ryan is 
Like, she's beautiful basketball, man. I mean, it's to see her play with her size and all-around ability. Then you got Lucy Olsen, the killer. You know, 23 points, three assists, four rebounds, two blocks, one steal. She is a problem. And then you're looking at um, Maddie Burke, nine points. You know, uh, chipping in this year. Give them that score that they need, the extra score that they need this year. And it's good to have that automatic with Maddie Weber. Same thing with her. Automatic just being a first-year impact player. I like this team. I like it because it's the next level. That class that Dylan recruited is starting to all get on the floor. And um, some of them are not even with the team anymore, but they got girls like Abigail Tajidi this. If I'm saying their name wrong, just girls, forgive me. But she is. Now, seeing her tape, <laughs> Jesus. And now seeing what she's doing this year on both ends. That defense they got with Jones and Tajidi is different. And then you got Doss up there blocking shots. But then you got the all-around player in Bella Ryan. This team hasn't got all the way there yet. Right now, all of them are just by themselves adding what they bring to the table solo-wise. And it hasn't come together yet to know everybody's game. But it's going to get there. It's going to get there. The same thing with Villanova men's. But what I said, I don't know when Villanova Lady Cat Wildcats right now, when they're going to kick up. But I can give a guess. I can give a guess. Um... Just give it toward the end of this, the full quarter of the season. They're not going to have a bad record. You know, they're going to be in the tournament. But they're really going to start kicking up when it's tournament time. When it's tournament time, nobody's going to want to play them. Nobody's going to want to play them. They have some real good players on this team. The Villanova Wildcats, the conference tournament, you're going to start seeing somebody that nobody wants to see. Because this team, like, all of them are starting to, you know, just – bring what they bring to the table to learn Neptune's system. You know, Neptune himself is, is learning on the go. You know, you got – not he's not the Fordham guys. Now, it's good talent over there. But these are different star talent. These are different level of talent that Villanova can get. And now it's time for them to learn your way of playing and for you to master it yourself because he wasn't – Jay Wright took him a minute to master his own way. Took a minute. He had the, the the right recruit to get, the right way to play, the right way to play with what lineup. Now Neptune has to do it. Now we're looking at nine and four. Um, Xavier is up next. Xavier is up next for Villanova. Both women, women and men, both have Xavier up next. Ironic and. Uh, they're looking to go eight and five, and Nova's looking to go ten and four. This is the time when you're going to start seeing, you know, it's going to be some games lost, of course, but you're going to start seeing what's good and great. And when you look at both teams, one thing I know about the ladies' team is that Lucy Olson's for real. She's she's a problem whenever she steps on the court. You're going to have to worry about thirty possibly because that's what she's trying to reach to. Bella Ryan can do everything. If you want me to say who she reminds me of as a man. Anthony Mason, you know, she can, you know, she has a the size, she can pass, rebound, she's an all-around player. You know, she can do anything, she can hit from the outside on you. She's real good. Bella Ryan is serious, man. Like, that was a still of a recruit to get because you're looking at that. Um, looking at 
where they at with um Tanai Jones. It's real ironic because you know Lucy Olsen is a Mamba player. She's gonna score. And you got girls like Bella Ryan and then Kayla O'Hare is also a, a score on their team that they're gonna give her chances because she really can score. But Tanai Jones is starting to come into her own. And she's starting to be a hard player to guard. And she's starting to force her way out now because she's a point guard first. So she was making sure people were involved, what she can do to get others involved, how she can drive the Now she's starting to score on you. She's looking to make it happen on you. And she was one of my favorite recruits coming out. Really, she was my favorite recruit coming out of that class. It was a lot of recruits to like me. <laughs> Coach Dillon got a lot of good recruits in that class. Um, but she was my favorite one. But even though, to me, if I had to judge who was the best and more uh, complete one, hmm, Lucy Olsen. But if I had to, com- who was the most impacting one, it's Christina Doss. So that was a real good class. It was real fun to even look in and analyze that class. Um, now, look at the recruits they have now coming. Um, Jasmine Bosco is going to be unbelievable player. This is going to be something to see when she finally starts to impact. She is a special player. Um, the ones that just came in, I like Jajidi for sure. For sure, that was a very important recruit. But Brenda Curry to get size and what she can do. It's going to be something to see what she can do. It's like like one thing um, Dylan has is size with this uh, team. And just like you got Kylie Swatter at 6'4". I mean, she keeps size. It's going to be available. Um, oh, man. I mean, this is – I like women sports and basketball. I do. I really do. And, and I was wondering how they were going to evolve when Coach Dylan came, how how much better were they going to be. And this is, just, this is all the things you want. And it's good to look at these players and the players they're recruiting. Um I'm going to keep you updated on recruiting and what's how it's going. Now, let's talk about the Villanova men's. It's really interesting because Julius Avent is a very good player. You know, we're talking about Julius Avent, who I talked to. And very interesting, very interesting conversation with Julius Avent about Villanova. If you want to know, uh, he, he said I asked him. You know, they offered you and how do they how often do they contact you? He said after the little ball for me, I've been in contact with them a few times. I went to Villanova Hoops Mania, where I spoke with Coach Kyle Neptune and Coach Mike Nardi. So Nardi's the one that's in, you know, doing a lot of recruiting with them. Also, I recently went to the, their game on um November seventeenth against Merlin. At the game I had another great talk with Coach Neptune and Coach Mike Nardi. What I like about them is the great atmosphere. Also, they they were great history with a lot of pro NBA players. You know, they talked about Jalen Brunson, talked about Bridges, um, Kyle Lowry, Josh Hart. Another thing, I like how they have a versatile offense with space because that helps me get my game off on the offensive side. So, listen, what does that tell you? He knows Nova. He likes the way Nova plays. And that's big about pros going to the NBA. That's how Nova does it. That's how they got after that 2016, 2018. Listen, Villanova has always put players in the pros with uh, all coaches, from Massimino to Lapis. But after the championships, 
you know, they start looking at the progress of those players after the championships. Like, oh, man, uh, DiVincenzo has a ring. Um, look at Jalen Brunson. Look how he's doing. Look at Michael Bridges. You know, all the guys, you know, Josh Hart, everybody that had a ring. Now everybody that comes from Nova is considered championship ready and pro ready. They're a new type of NBA pro team. People love Villanova players now. It's kind of like how you look at how San Antonio and some of them guys like foreign players. You know, it, it, it's real. San Antonio loves foreign players. They they are they heavily invest in them. So now Nova's that type of team where, you know, and he had other teams he talked about also, of course, you know. Um, but one thing he said about the Cats was he was like, um, I asked him about, listen, a lot of pros go to this team, you know. Uh, is that something that attracted you? And he said, yes, having lots of pros attracts me because that means I could have an even greater chance at going to the NBA, which is my goal. You know, um, you know, he's also the son of Anthony Avent, who played in the NBA. You know, um, talking to Seton Hall, that's big. You know, his dad went to Seton Hall. So that's any school that had a bigger chance at Avent is Seton Hall. Um, you see Washington, you know, you see uh, George Washington. He spoke on them. So these are all good teams to think about. But we're looking at this. I mean, he went he went straight off in the YBL. But we're looking at this 2026 guy. You might say because his his brother's there, and because um, his dad is there. I mean, you can do that. You can put a strong notion on that. But what he said about Villanova is huge. I mean, you're looking at a big-time school, and you're trying to go to the NBA. Now, we're looking at Seton Hall. Seton Hall's not that type of school. Now, if he's talking to the NBA, let's listen to what he said. There's two things that can weigh his judgment. You know, you got his family, and you got NBA. So we'll see what that is. We'll see what Seton Hall is. We'll see how Seton Hall reflects on him. We'll see what he is as far as how high he is as the recruiting, because that also determines a lot. If you're like a top 30 recruit, I mean, it, it don't matter where you go. NBA people are coming. You know, you're a top 30 guy, but if you're a top 50, that's different. You know, it's a lot of judges on that. You know, 40 or 50, you know, 30 might be a maybe. You know, so top 20 is definite. If you're a top 20 guy, they're already putting you in the first round. You have to play out of the first round. But if you're in the top 30, you might have to, you know, watch out now if you're coming out. One and done. I mean, one top 20 is definite, but top 30 is in, maybe. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what school you go to. That's just how it goes. Just give you some things to go down that um, I did uh, for VU Sports. Um, Ryan Cregan. Recently, it was natural signing day, the early signing period. There's a late signing period um, around February. But listen. This guy, 6'6", 290. This was an elite, high-level um, prospect. When I say that from high-level sports, these are guys that are to that point. You know, these are guys that could have, could have been rated up in, in the five-star level, but just wasn't crossing over. You got to give the five-star guys, the star guys, their credit. You know, that's the, the rating that was put there, you know. So that's elite to them. You know, that's just no doubt. Okay, I, I dig you. But, you know, I had my elite high-level, which are just – Rated as them. Guys like Jalen Jackson, who went to Villanova. This guy should have been a five-star. It's no question. But he's not going to be one. So elite high levels, but I call him. And this guy was like a video game numbers, you know. All right. Um, Brian Cregan, his final schools were William & Mary, Army and UMass, you know, the 
one of some of the usual suspects that battled with Nova. Um, Villanova just flipped Langston Wilson, who was a 2024. He signed also. They flipped him from William and Mary. Good linebacker. Villanova needed their linebacker position. This guy is a big time guy. It's a monster. Um, looking at um, Cregan, man, he's the type of guy. He's definitely gonna be big time. Sean Devine knows how to find talent. Knows how to coach talent. Um, he said what stood out to him the most was the amazing people in the coaching staff. He only gave up one sack playing for Darbartown School um, his last year. Listen, this guy, they needed this offensive lineman help. Guys like Jaden Rollins was transferring. Another guy I'm going to talk to, big-time talent. You know, he's a guy, young talent, didn't get to get out there, but he's just looking for another start. Um, we wish everybody the best. Devon Marshall also transferring, big-time talent. Keyshawn Scalters, big-time talent, former three-star um, guys, you know, transferring. Just want to get uh, starts, new starts. Um, guys going to the NFL. I also talked to uh, Daniel Abrams. Um, if you look at that, um, Nathan from the Carlos coming up. His interviews coming up. Nicholas Torres, another guy I talked to, had pre-draft interviews. Um, I got Pringles coming up. Jackson, a uh, Hayek. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for forward to talking to these guys. Um, for the 247 for pre-draft, big time. I mean, talented team. Ferranti came a long way, and look at the talent coming out this year. P- people like Hayek and Pringle, man, these guys can be big-time receivers. I can see them being big-time slot receivers. You know, you're looking at guys like uh, uh, Elderman and uh, Wes Welker. Hayek is just as good as them guys. You know, you're looking at guys, um, Freddie Mitchell, Better than them guys. Hyatt can be better than them guys. You know, the slot position is big. Now you look at Pringle. Look at the fast guy. Look at Quez Watkins. I can see him being better than Quez Watkins. Rajon Pringle is a playmaker, playmaker. Like them, them two guys was big time. I mean, Villanova had some good combos and receivers, but not as good as them. I mean, it's going to be Ferranti. That was his best um, duo right there. Then you got Jalen Sanchez coming back next year. It's going to be big. Um, other guys, uh, see who else, um, just want to really compliment those guys coming out on Chris Kobe and Brandon Bodinski. We're going to come back to that. But the one interview I had, I want to stop real quick. Big time interview for me. I love to always interview the legends. I remember doing James Bell. That was a big one for me. I remember doing Andy Talley, the legendary coach of Villanova. I mean, I love to talk to guys and to put in work and then lay the groundwork down to Nova Nation. Nova Nation is a beautiful nation. So to hear is always great. He came from the Bronx, um, Villanova legend, Alan Ray. Alan Ray talked to him, big time talking. Um, one thing that I asked, I'm just going to go – just go through with some of this on y'all. Uh, we talked about um, Jay Wright. What made his what made him special? His, his ability to pay attention to details was remarkable. I mean, you know, he was just talking about messing up. We we go further on when you go to the interview and look at it. I mean, he was just talking about him able to bring the best out of him and pay attention to his mistakes as well, and then be better at him. You know. Um, his sister Brittany, he always talked about how close they were. Um, she played at Rutgers. 
Um, she also does um, podcasts and things. I mean, she's uh, remarkable at what she does. So, um, Brittany Ray, y'all know about. If you um, go follow her on Twitter, um, she's good, man. She does her thing. Um, and we're talking about a guy in Allen Ray. He talked about his biggest game. Look at that game, what he had, what he played. Yo, that was a big game, man. It was a good, a big opponent too, man. Um, also, his toughest opponent in the Big East. I mean, he played at a time with some dogs. He had the backcourt made of Kyle Lowry. I mean, that was a good Villanova team with some good players coming off their team. He was one of those Big East dogs. He was one of those guys. You know, his last year, he averaged 18 a game. Eight and a half a game, I mean, big. But the guy, listen, I can say this one. His name was Troy Bell, he said. I remember Troy Bell, man. Troy Bell was a big-time dog. Like, you you, you go out and play him, it's a headache. Um, you know, he just talks about being in the Bronx, talks about the NBA, talks about at the NBA, you know, Big Five Hall of Fame. This is a big-time guy. This is a great interview, man. Basketball. You want to learn basketball, but what you know, being tough, getting through things. Go Villanova Legends, Island Ray. Straight up, man. Straight up. I um, brought you the 247 Sports. It was a, a big-time interview. Always had a great time with, with Legends, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, Alan. No question. All right. Um, let's talk about the guys who signed. Okay, Thomas Calello. That's a long snapper. We got to get a long snapper's love. Um, high level, dynamic high level running back prospect. Um, David Evitt. They got a running back in this year's class. Big time guy. Um, definitely a big time guy. Listen, 3,025 all-purpose yards, 2,487 rushing yards, 34 touchdowns. Like, listen, he's going to be something else. Like, what's what I mean by he went from a dynamic to elite this year? No question. He was a dynamic when I when I talked to him. He was a dynamic high-level running back prospect. This year, he just got unbelievably better. So this is what I want to explain to y'all, you know, get a good example. Look at him. I mean, Villanova really recruited a big-time running back talent. Again. If 1,391 yards, 14 touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, a guy that really showed, he had 333 yards rushing. Shows he can get out the pocket, but really shows he's a good passer in the pocket. He's going to be a guy, three-star quarterback. He's going to be a guy that is going to be able, I mean, they're really, they got Jack Ryder, they got uh, Tanner Maddox, um, and now they got Dylan Dylan Mills. I mean, they're, they're constantly making sure they're keeping the running back back there. I mean, no question. I just like the way Villanova is recruiting. He's a Connecticut uh, prospect. I'm talking about another guy. 
this dynamic in every sense of the word. I mean, he's another guy that became an elite high-level prospect. Um, he was first team everywhere around the board. He's 6'4". I mean, what, listen, he's dangerous. Look at the size. This guy plays safety or cornerback. He's going to be somebody big time. This is a guy I'm excited about as well on this team beside David Avid. Anthony Hawkins, I'm excited about him. I think he'll impact his first year. I mean, just, just come in straight and impact. And Villanova's good at having those recruits to come in straight and impact. Chris Colby, high-level prospect out of uh, Massachusetts. And they got Brendan Mikowski is also a high-level prospect out of um, Virginia. Size. This is where I come. Like Nathaniel Hill is another guy they got who is um, a, a, a big-time prospect, but he has size. They have size on this team. These guys can produce also. And they can run good. They can listen. These guys can get out there and be big play targets. No question. And, um, both guys are like um, good on both sides of the ball. There's athletes. Villanova's always has athletes. And you look at um, Chris Colby. He can play strong safety real good. You look at Ben Calfrey. He can play linebacker real good. They have athletes on this team, on this whole uh, staff right here, this whole recruiting class. Getting Colby and Benkowski the first time, they've aimed straight for size. You know, so this is big for them on that point. We talk about Anthony Hawkins, but what about Jamie Tyson? What about Newton SCM? They really had a real big class, again, of playmaking defensive backs. Looking at Hugo Novotite, Ratu Delano Novotu, Novoti, a guy that's very athletic, very underrated in that defensive line. Uh, they were somehow able to find this guy. They find, like I said, good athletes. Him with a Hugo Nootype, and then uh, also looking at AJ Koku. That was a guy that was a real high target. It is getting Damir Wesley also on that defensive line. They loaded up on this line. You know, you get guys like Hugo Nootype and Damir Wesley, Damir Wesley on your line. Damir Wesley is a high level PA prospect who's only going to get better. Like they really try to load up the defensive line. The last three years in the transfer portal and in recruiting, they have really made this defensive line even better. And this year, it was the best they've been in so long. Like, they really were consistent in the defensive line. They really decided a lot of their games. And now with Demir Wesley, 6'5", 260. I mean, this is a big-time prospect here. Then you got Hugo Nootype. That was a big get. Like, you didn't think they would get a high-level guy like that late in the um, – before the signing period. Then you got A.J. Koku. Then you get another guy in Novati, who uh, also comes from, you know, he's a foreign guy, a talent, an underrated talent. So they have four guys. With them getting that one um, that one guy, Ryan Cregan, definitely wanted to get the offensive lineman in the class. You know, um, they got a good one, 6'6", 290, Ryan Cregan. And, but what they really wanted was definitely evident. They got their running back. They didn't need a running back, but they got a good one, a real good one, to go along with Isaiah Ringland and Jabril Mace. And you still got Eli Smith. And you still got Isaiah Wright. Like, it's a real good class, right? They want to stay deep. I think Villanova's really about to be one of those teams that's going to just be able to recruit real good and coach real good. Um, seriously, I mean, more talent, more and more great talents coming out going NFL ready. 
and, and, and better and better teams and more. This was a real deep team this year. A lot of good players on this team that were real good. I mean, guys coming over and transfer like Shaden Pierre and Jake Rizwike. Uh, excuse me, um, Jake Rickwine. Um, to combine with guys like Jay Green and Aiden Howard, who we knew had the talent. Um, like I say, Shaden Pierre, um, Cam Cagnon. I mean, there were guys. It's really something to see how talent has come together in Villanova now. So you got to be excited about this new talent. This was a lot of defensive linemen they ended up getting. Um, you got Jamie Tyson, Anthony Hawkins, and Newton ECM. I mean, you're looking at the defensive talent coming out of this draft, out of this class. It's going to be big time. Then you look at David David and Brandon Mikowski and Chris Cole. Uh, Luke Myers, a good kicker. Good kicker. They get uh, whatever they try to decide to do, kicker or punter. Um, right now, uh, punter might be it because Ponder Carroll's going and you still got Macario there to be a kicker. So they're, they're in great shape in special teams. But Chris Colby, Brandon Bukowski, Nathan Nathaniel Hill is what I say. That size, 6'3 and up. 6'2, 6'3 and up. I mean, goodness. He's got Jalen Sanchez. You still got Daniel Lopez. You still got Ethan Carr. They are talented as can be ever a receiver. And a guy like Pagan coaching them, big time. You still got Antonio Johnson. You still got Mitchell Bothwell. Um, then Justin Marcus has another year with Villanova. So they'll be good and deep at tight end. So it's really something big to see. You know, the year before, you know, you look at him. Justin Marcus is the type of guy that can stretch the field. And Antonio Johnson proved he can do it. And you still got Mitchell Bothwell from a three-star from Texas. It's going to be something big to see, like how their offense goes next year. Um, the guys they got, like I say, Dylan Mills, you can see a three-star quarterback, signal caller, that can learn the offense. And you still got Jake Ryder. Um, I'm trying to see. Right now, we don't know. Connor Watkins could come back. Look, if I was him, I'd come back. You know, Tanner Maddox has an extra year of <laughs> – I mean, he had, he, he's good. I mean, Tanner Maddox is good, man. He'll learn. This will be kind of Watkins last year. Uh, Tanner's last learned, and Tanner come through. And Tanner will have his opportunity to be that guy. You got Jack Ryder back there. Get a scholarship, able to play – Still deep. Then you got Dylan Mills learning the position. Still good and deep at quarterback. I think there's nothing wrong with their quarterback depth. Nothing at all. Um, you look at um, like I said, Chris Colby, uh, Brandon Mikowski. You got size down there. Guys who can make big plays. Size down, not just speed. Size. Um, I said David David. And then you get a guy like Ryan Cregan at, at offensive. I mean, they had a. This is a good. This is a good class. This is a good class. Um, but the defense is more the impressive part of this class. You get those guys at the defensive. Like you get Hawkins, you get Jamie Tyson. These are guys who are dynamic to elite. Newton Eason. I mean, these are guys. Listen, dynamic high level. You look at. Um, Anthony Hawkins, dynamic high level, a guy that can go to elite high level status real quick. I mean, it's real hard to judge how good that guy's been. Jamie Tyson's elite high level. 
Luke Nisium is elite high level. These guys, uh, they went and got some big time guys. Let's see what they do at the college level. Um, that was a good class when they got Ty Trini and um, Ethan Potter and um, John Roden, but it didn't turn out all the way like you thought. You know, Ty Trini turned out being the best one, and I like John Roden not all three. And Ethan Potter looked like he, he put up the most numbers. So we'll just see how that goes um, on that part. But that's just how it goes. I mean, Villanova always knows how to recruit good defensive backs. Then you get Langston Wilson. You go and get you a linebacker. We need another linebacker, a big play linebacker. We'll see how this goes. This is a big-time guy. You still got J.R. Strauss. You got guys coming back that um, turn their ends. You got guys still coming back that are going to be big-time guys for Villanova. You're looking to see more. I see a lot of turn their ends. You still got Shane Hartnell. Uh, J.R. Strauss was a three, former three-star. These guys can play. It's just time. Let's do it. Come on. Let's go. Let's see. I'm really excited to see how all these guys turn out playing together. And then you got Langston Wilson. So it's just something to see. Um, the defensive line, man, it's going to be something to see how Aiden Howard and Jay Green do this year. Um, do they have what, I mean, is it, I want to say one big thing, one big thing, Jake Regwine, Cam Cagnine, and Shandon Pierre are going to be back on their line next year, along with Aiden Howard, I just said, Jake Green, want to see them play, you got other guys that are going to be available. That line is going to start to be repeatedly. Penny Packer is becoming a scientist with that line. I mean, it's so many guys. We'll do a podcast specifically on the future of Villanova defensive line. That will come up. Unbelievable what they're doing with that line. I want to see linebackers get back to that point. You know, like that point where it was big time, when they had multiple guys. I want to see it. I like Hartnell. Uh, I like the, the talent of Turner Inge. I want to see J.R. Strauss do his thing. Langston White, I'm excited about that recruit. Um, it's a lot of big things. Like, Villanova is going to be a good team for years. Like, so many good players coming from this team. Now, um, I want to keep y'all up too much. Luke, Luke Myers, like, that was a needed kick. He'll be coming in impact his first year. Um it's going to be something to see what comes up with this next class of players that Villanova, that they're after guys. And I'll be up with y'all, man. Um, but before I go, uh, let's talk uh, the Eagles. Listen, the Eagles, things just have to be better, man. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You have to go out there and play. Like uh, Hurt says, people are not the commitment. It's time to play. Listen. Hurts was out there playing sick, so there's nothing, no reason to question him too much. You can say what you want, but, hey, he came out there and played sick for everybody. He's not out here taking days off. So it's, we just, it's, something needs to happen in that locker room with that team. Something's not there. Something is not there. They have to listen. This is a statement game. It's crazy against New York. They have to blow these guys out. These three games have to be straight blowouts. If they're not back to the Eagles, then listen, 
could be a first round takeout. Like things are very questionable in character and strength. It might be a Jason Kelsey year where he goes. There's a lot of trouble right now. Um, the Sixers, I want to get to the Sixers. Um, there's a lot of stuff I'll be talking about, NBA draft stuff later on in the weeks. But um, just wanted to give y'all a quick one real quick. Um, welcome back, man. Almost died out here, man. Um, my blood sugar was 900 like everybody didn't know. But um, I'm diabetic coma. Really, it's been a month I've been out. You know, I had to go through rehab, the hospital, and rehab. It's a lot of stuff, long story. But I'm here, man. A big wake-up call. Um, I will get back at y'all, man. Listen, um, the Sixers are doing good. I love Kelly Aubrey. I love the bench. Patrick Beverly, Jaden Springer, Paul Reed, Mo Bamba. I mean, when we've been this deep on the bench, guys with starters experience. Uh, they need one more trade for one more big time. I mean, it ain't got to be a superstar. A superstar would take them over the hump, but OG and the boy would be good. You know, there'd be one more guy that could be, and he has to be accountable. He has to be a guy that more than a stat sheet. And the boy can be like the Draymond Green type player without being Draymond Green. You ain't got to beat up people, but just be a good defender. But he can play good defense, I mean, offense too. Uh, if we get Levine, That'd be big. I mean, Jesus, do you see the type of team we had with MB with another guy that can score 30? I mean, that would be the most dangerous team with a Levine trade. You look at Levine with LeBron. I don't know. Um, LeBron is LeBron. Let's just keep it real. But, man, the way MB is playing, him with MB would be crazy. But um, I'm out of here, y'all. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the support. Um, I'm out, y'all. Follow leader.